0: Good morning, everybody. Today, B'zat Hashem, we'll be learning daf ayin beizim at And we'll start with the first, very top, Tashma, the very, very beginning of Ain beizim at And the Tashma is the arrival of a brysa over here. I'm going to introduce a brysa uh, to answer the question. What was the question that we asked? Interesting question. A woman makes a neder, and she has a chasin. Okay, she had done erisin. We'll see, Nisuin might make things different, but she had done Ayrsin, and without saying, oh, I wanna be, make him this nether, or I wanna be Mayfair this nether, these are the topics we've been discussing now already for a few days uh, for this 10th chapter of Nara Musa, The idea that you can, as a husband and as a father, but let's focus on the husband now a chasan, when a woman is arusa the arumarsa which is the topic of the parak a her arus can either affirm her nether that's called hakama or he can right undo the or or nip the nether in the bud that's called hafara now when if he did neither but he did gerushin, wow throws her a gut says here here so what is he doing is he So what are the two options? So first of all, hafara is not one of the two options. That's the chiddish, right? In other words, that's kind of fascinating. He's not undoing the nether by any any means. If anything, he's validating the nether. He's either doing nothing or he's validating the nether. Those are the two options. What's the difference between doing nothing and validating a nether? Because after all, validating a nether is almost like doing nothing. The only difference is, as we've already said, as the Torah says, if a woman makes a nether and her husband, Vehecherish La, right, he disregards her completely, then at the end of a full day, that nether, so to speak, matures, which is to say, it becomes legitimate and you can no longer nip it in the bud. It's no longer in the bud stage at the end of the day if you let the whole day play out. However, if you do Hakama, right, if what he's doing by, by being her, like at breakfast, is Hakama, so, and that means that at, already at that point, he can no longer right, undo uh, the nether through Hafar, he can no longer nip it in the bud, right? And it is as if the day has already passed. If the Gershon, in fact, constitutes true Hakama, affirmation of a nether. what would be the difference? At the end of the day? Literally, at the end of that day, the nether is already legitimate. So what does it matter? whether if he was uh, divorced this kala of his at breakfast. Either way, the nether is going to be legitimate by the end of the day. What makes the difference is, what if he remarries her at lunch? He divorces her at breakfast, remarries her at lunch. So now he's remarried her at lunch. Can he still be mefir her nether? If by divorcing her, he affirmed her nether, then he cannot, right, be for the nether anymore. He already affirmed said nether but if by divorcing her he never said anything about the nether we'll say it's still up for debate whether that nether is um you know something that he is willing to live with or not it's still up to debate whether he wants to be make him or may for the nether so then just like any other nether in that very same day just like the Torah explains it's still under deliberation and he can still once again he would have to be her aris right you can't not have a relationship with her and have any authority over her nadar. But if he remarries her, and they've already done Kiddushan again, so then if the divorce is not a hakama, not an affirmation of the nether, then it's still under deliberation. Maybe he still, once he remarries her, he could still um, be mayfair her nether Why would divorce constitute an affirmation of a nether? So uh, we'll get into it, but basically you could say, right, why is he divorcing her? He's divorcing her because he doesn't want to be married to a woman with a nether. So by saying "here's your get," he's almost acknowledging, you could say, right, or validating the nether. <laughs> um, and so maybe that's why it's like hakama. Be that as it may, we are—I'm going to give it away. We're not going to be able to figure out what the divorce uh, actually accomplishes with regards to um, the hafa- with regards to the nether, whether it's considered hakama or just nothing. But we'll try to tease it out of the following Bryce's. The Bryce says, without further ado, Tashma. When did they say, remember, we said that in our Mishnah, that when the Baal dies, this is what we discussed at great length yesterday. Nisrokna is almost like it gets emptied out, and as Andrew said so beautifully yesterday, all of the authority of revoking the nether goes spills over into the father and now only, and now the father on his own right can uh, can right be mayfair the nether the question is what are the circumstances where the father now gets all of those all of those rights to re, to revoke the nether three three scenarios bismanchalo shamahabal right the scenario would have to be when the when the husband had not yet heard Oh, shama v'Hefir, or if the Baal did hear about the Nether, but in fact was Mefer it, which is to say he did his part to revoke the Nether, oh, Shammah v'Hefir, or maybe he heard, but was silent, Umesbo Bayom. And then he died on that very day, the meaning of the husband. Wait a minute. Why are those the three scenarios? So, again, what's the common thread in those scenarios? As follows. Another way of saying this, b'risa, is as follows. If the husband, let's say, heard the nether, right, and was silent for a full day, well, that's like hakama, right? That is a tacit agreement, what we call, right? That is a, a legitimization of the nether, and the father can't be mefer, right? In other words, we already said, again, a father and a husband, in the case of a narum have to be a team. They have to be mefer the nether together. Now, the chiddish is, If the father dies, the husband will never be able to be made for the nether on his own. This was what we learned in yesterday's Mishnah. But if the husband dies, the father can sometimes be made for the nether. But that's only if the husband dies. If the husband's alive and did shtika, right, was silent and did not participate, right, in this team effort of being made for the nether, so then the father, in fact, does not on his own, have the full authority to be made for the nether, so the scenario where the father cannot be made for the nether is if the husband is still alive, made it through the day, and was silent the whole day and did not participate in the hafar so, so that 's when the father has no authority, which means that which means that however there, is, there are scenarios where the father does have the authority, which is if the bond doesn't make it through the day, so then the authority then spills into the father's, right, uh, into the father's jurisdiction. So, and as, uh, as you may have noticed, we also say that amazing chiddish in this b'risa, that even if the father was in fact alive, uh, uh, excuse me, even if the baal, even if the husband was in fact alive and made it through the day, there is still a scenario where the father might still be able to be made if this comes up, at a, uh, if, uh, you know, at your Bechina, when I give you guys the Bechina at the end of the Nadarim, the answer would be the case where the husband never knew about the Neder. So that is an amazing Chiddush. That's the first case, right? If he never knew about the Neder, then amazingly, despite the fact that he's still married to her and still alive, the father has full jurisdiction to be made for the Neder. That's quite a Chiddush. Uh, because we assume that they need to be teammates, but not if the, if the Baal was away on a business trip or whatever, never heard about it. That's amazing, right? Okay. So, so that is still, so again, if he, if he never knew about the nether, um, or if he knew, but he actually did his part to be made for it, or if he died before the end of the day, in all those scenarios, the father does retain the ability to be made for the nether. Now, what does that have to do with Geirishin? Says the Gemara. Vi amris Geirishin kishtikadamu Laisni <laughs> nami Oshama vegeirish, says the Gemara. Wait a minute. If it's true that geirishin would be like shtika, and that geirishin would give the um, and the geirishin would, then what would happen would be that it would be the equivalent of right the husband actually not affirming the nether and also severing his relationship with the girl. So wait a minute. If the husband is not affirming the nether, he's not doing hakama, and he's severing the relationship with the girl, so then shouldn't the father have the authority on his own to be made for the nether? He certainly should, right? Because after all, the husband is not in the picture anymore. So he doesn't need him as a teammate the father doesn't need the husband as a teammate to be made for the nether. Ah, uh, exactly. As, exactly as Andrew says. So, so again, assuming the Bryce is giving an exhaustive list of every case where the father can end up being made for the nether on his own, the Gemara is suggesting that we're missing a case. A ca- because after all, if it's true that the father could be made for on his own, So then if the Baal is alive, and he divorces her, and he never affirmed the nether, so then why shouldn't that be also a case where the father can be made for the nether on his own? Unless, Andrew says, what you're saying is that when the husband divorces this girl, he's not just staying silent, but he's actually affirming the nether. Well, if that's the case, so then we fully understand why it's not mentioned in the Bresa. Because if that's the case, then in fact, he affirmed the nether and that the father cannot overcome. In other words, the father needs a teammate to be made for the nether. Well, guess what? In a regular case where the husband actually verbally affirms the nether, does what we call hakama. The father loses his authority to be made for the nether. The auras has enough authority to knock the father out by affirming the nether and to write and to um, obviate the father's ability to to be made for the nether. Even though the father has great authority, the auras has enough authority to overwhelm him by affirming this nether. He can take away his authority, the father's authority to be made for. So that is our raya from the brisa that perhaps gerushin is in fact, like Hakama, right? So again, reading it inside. If you were to say that divorce would be like tantamount to not saying anything, listening Ami then there would be a fourth scenario in our Bresa where the father retains all of the rights to be made for the nether. And since it's not listed as one of the ways that the father retains that authority, we learn from that what Andrew said, must be, that, that's not the, that it's not the case that the father retains that authority. Rather, that the divorce is actually like affirmation, and that is the reason why it's not mentioned in the Brisa, because, in fact, the father does not retain the ability to be made for the nether in a situation of divorce, because divorce is like a tacit affirmation of a nether, because, after all, why is he divorcing her? Because he is validating this nether in so doing. That, all right, so Barry's saying, like, why? Uh, Barry's asking very well. I mean, there's something that bothered me also the whole, th- the whole time. That I mean, what does divorce? Ha- this is what these are the dots I'm also trying to connect. Why would we even have the hava amina? Why would we even th- assume that he's divorcing her because of the nether? Maybe he's divorcing her because she made him a horrible dinner the night before. Like, what does it have to do with the nether? Okay, All right, maybe we're just saying it's just too coincidental, right? Um, you know, we we had said this earlier. You know, we said, why do we say a case of Machzir Grushasso when the, the halacha would be, why are we making, saying it the case where the same guy is remarrying her that day when the reality is the halacha would be the same. This is the last run on the previous page. When the halacha would be the same if a second guy was uh, divorce, uh, married her after the first guy divorced her. And the Ron said, well, it's because that's the most common thing. So I, I'm, I'm sensing that this is a very, Culturally, common thing to do in a which is why the Torah addresses it so explicitly to begin with, and the fact that it was uh, really the the most common grounds for divorce. (laughs) You know, a nadronis was considered to be uh, a a real, a real derogatory thing, a real negative kind of behavior. He didn't realize she was a nadronis, and so that's the most common reason, perhaps, why he would divorce. So that's the that's the best way I could do it to connect the dots over there. Okay, but uh, and and so. If it was, would you agree, Barry, that if that was the grounds for divorce, that it, you can kind of see why that would be an affirmation of the nether? That if he's divorcing her for that reason, so then he's probably really taking this nether seriously and it's almost like, yeah, okay, you, you and your nether can enjoy the rest of your life. I'm out of here, okay? Fine. So now nine lines down, I am Bazemidalev. And Yoni, welcome. It's always great to see you. Ema Sefa. Now, the beginning of the Brysa, as Andrew pointed out, certainly seems that the divorce is like an affirmation of the nether. But there is a Seifa to the Brysa that would seem to imply the contrary, which is as follows. The continuation of the Brysa says that if the husband heard about her nether, and in fact was Mekayimit, oh, Shama Bishasaku, Mesbi Om Shalacharab, right? So the Seifa of this Brysa is going to talk about the scenarios where the father loses. Right, his authority to be made for the nether. He loses his teammate. How did he to, for the Hafara? How did he do so? Well, the husband found out and in fact affirmed the nether. Oh, Shama Vishasakumis beyond Shelacharov. You see where this is going, Andrew? Or the husband heard and in fact didn't say anything, but survived the day and died the next day. So, as we know, tacit right affirmation of a nether after 24 hours is the same as actual affirmation in the moment. So now, of course, the Rishonim am going to have to say, well, if it's Yom Shalachar, the father would lose the authority anyway, right? Because the, even the father only has a day. Okay, but leave that aside for now. Enu yachol So that's the scenario where the father loses it now, says the Gemara, the obvious question, or the obvious observation, I should say. If we establish in the Rishon that Gerishon, in fact, is a equivalent to an affirmation of the neder, so lisnivim shamava girish. So then that should be a third way where the father loses his authority to be Mafer, right? Because after all, if Geirishin is Kehakama, that should certainly be listed in the Sefa as a way that the Father loses authority. but we see obviously contradictory aspect, and it's going to turn out that from the ratio of the Sefa, you cannot uh, deduce whether Geirishin is Kishtika or Kehakama from the fact that it's missing in the seifa, we assume that it sounds like it's like Hakama, and over here from the fact that rather for the fact that it's missing from the Raisha, we assume that it's kehakama. And over here, as the Gemara says, Tani Hachi from the fact that it's missing in the Sefa, Sounds like it's not like Hakama, but rather like Shtika, because after all, if it were like Hakama, then it would be listed in the Seifa. So just to summarize, if Gerishin was like Shtika, it would, should be listed in the Raisha, which it's not and if it is kehakama, it should be listed in the seifa, which it's not. So what are you going to say? Ele mehal leka le dafka nasiv seifa mishim reisha, E seifa dafka nasiv reisha mishim seifa. Right? Turns out we cannot leka mashminei. We cannot deduce from this brysa one way or the other. One of these brysas is imprecise. That's what this means. One of the, either the reisha or the seifa. One of the right, components of this price is imprecise because if we're gonna learn one, we can't learn the other, if we're gonna learn the other, we can't learn the other, right? It's either missing from the seifa or from the resha and we don't know which one it's missing from. And therefore, Barry, I'm sorry to tell you, this price cannot give us a definitive, right, even though we would like to be medayek, right, we would like to deduce, we cannot definitively deduce from this price what the halacha would be. So that, let's try to figure out in a different way, tashma. What would be the different way our Mishnah, Andrew. How do you like this? Let's go back to our Mishnah and see what's going on. Nadra Bihi Arusa. What do we say? The woman was an Arusa, as we know, and made a nether. Bniskasha Husband divorces her and then was married on the same day. Afilulameya, right? This is literally our Mishnah. Even if it happened a hundred times. Avia Uvalaha Mefirim As you remember, we said that the Halacha was that who's being who's being the May for the Nether? Doesn't, you don't have to have Mr. Right. It just has to be Mr. Right now. The guy that she is, right? And Arusa too. Right now, the current chassan joins the father in this team effort on that first day to be made for the nether. Sh'ma amina, gerashin That sounds like what? After all, this girl with her current chassan has already been, make has already made the nether and has already been divorced. Well, if the Gershon, if the divorce that she already endured was an affirmation of the nether, so then the current Hassan has no authority to be made for that nether. as the Gemara says, the mm-hmm. kamadamu." because if the Gershon was an affirmation of the nether, mi Matzi, achron de Ukim Can it really be true that the current husband can undo and be made for a nether that a previous Hassan actually affirmed? It wouldn't make any sense, right? It must be. After all, again, our mission is literally a case where a girl was divorced, and now we're assuming that the current chassan can be made for her neder. Well, how is that so? It, and now we really see why this whole topic came up, because our Mishnah seems to clearly indicate that divorce had nothing to do with affirmation of the neder, that a woman can get married and divorced even a hundred times, as the Mishnah explicitly says, and Still, the last Hassan can do the hafars nadarim. So, of course, garishin has nothing to do with affirmation of a nether. However, the Gemara rejects that proof. It seems like a great proof, but the Gemara rejects it. Why? Because yeah, I could just go back to this idea where the first husband had no idea. Why did he divorce her? Like, like Barry says, for a different reason. She made a nasty tuna casserole. That's not what he signed up for. And therefore, he divorced her. He never. He had no idea that she even made the nether. okay. Well, if that's the case, the my why does Zetana have to say that she had to remarry a hundred times on that very day? Even after a hundred days, right, the father and her current husband can be made for the nether. Why is that the case? Because it's assuming at this stage in the Gemara that nobody knew that she made the nether. Uh, this is an important detail, Barry. The... Clock starts, we know that there's, right, a 24-hour, so to speak, clock that starts where you could do a farce and darm, and nip it in the bud. But that clock starts only once you find out about the nether. Okay, so that's an important detail, Andrew. So assuming nobody knew about the nether, so then you wouldn't have to have it on the same day because the clock hadn't started. We just said that the Baal didn't hear about the nether. So if the Baal didn't hear about the nether, then the clock never started. And why are we, why are we scrunching all these 100 engagements into one day? Why don't we just say that the last the last husband found out? Says the Mishnah, says the Gemara, rather. Yeah, the clock started already because even though the aris hadn't heard about the nether, the father knew, the father was aware of the nether. and as long as one of them is aware, the clock starts, and we're on the clock, and that's why it's one day. So that's why the bo yom hu de matzi mefer. It is only on that day that the husband can do it, right? Once the clock starts, he only has a day to be made for the nether and nip it in the bottom. And therefore, we still don't know what Gershon is, just to, right? <laughs> because, because just to review, we're saying that our mission is the case where the Aros didn't, the first Aros didn't hear about it yet, but the father did. And therefore, that's the reason why, even when the Aros divorces her, it's neither an affirmation or a, a nothing, because he just simply had not heard of it. So he, so the only thing that matters, the Kiddush of our Mishnah is that the last husband can in fact be made for something that the first Baal had not heard. But that's only in the case when the first Baal had not heard about the neder. That does, Barry, play into some of the Rishonim from yesterday. In other words, you have to now retrofit that into the yesterday's Mishnah. But we don't have to worry about that until the next cycle. <laughs> But you know what I mean. In other words, now you have to really understand our Mishnah better that that's in the case where the first husband had not yet heard about the nether. Be that as it may, we're going to make another attempt to re- resolve this now from the Gemara and Test as follows. The Mishnah rather than test, as follows. Tashma. Okay, again. Question is, he divorces her. Is that like an affirmation or is that like nothing? So what's the case? Najra Bobayom, She made, says the Mishnah, a nether on that day. Girsha Echzir Bo And her chassan divorces her and brings her back. Oh, he can no longer be made for the nether. Well, that seems explicit, doesn't it, Barry? He's, it says that if he divorces her and brings her back, he can't be made for the nether anymore. So, Shmami now, Gerish and That sounds like it's no longer under deliberation, Andrew. It sounds like just by divorcing her, he affirmed the nether. That seems explicit. The Ron points out that this has to be talking about an Arusa. Okay. Right, that we're assuming at this case, at this point in the Gemara that this was an, an, an erison that took place. Right? Okay. So there's an erison and a garrison, and he can no longer be mefer. Wow! Perfect. We figured it out. That is our source. Says the Gemara. No, Amri We're going to have to remember this for the mission and pay tests. That no, that was not nisuin. That was that was not erison. Rather, that was nisuin. time day in and the reason why. The husband when he takes her back can no longer be mefer. Is mishum de ein habal be This is again goes back to a few blot ago. This idea: what does ein habal mefer means? A husband can't be mefer the prior nadarim of his nesua. If he performed nisuin, mind you, you can do garishin after nisuin. Also, you don't have to just be and avrusa. Right, just because when you sit in yeshiva, that's just a common case. To be megared after Kedush doesn't mean that those are the only women that get divorced, right? That's a very theoretical, esoteric case. The more common case is to divorce after Rahman al Itslan or whatever. The point is, the Ran over here, the, look at the first wide line in the Ran. the second half of that line. It says, If what you're doing is that she had nisuin, and then you divorce her, and then you mekadish her, right, Nami lo matzi mefer. The husband can no, can no longer do hafars far the Why? The kei says, nisei la av Right? That's the point, Barry. What do we say? We need to have teammates. The Baal can never be made for her on his own. Well, guess what? By performing nisuin, right, that's one of the ways that a woman gets out of her father's jurisdiction. Right? Either the father dies or she becomes a bogaris and she's no longer under his jurisdiction or the Baal performs nisuin. So once the Baal performs Nisurin, don't forget, she made the Ned there when she was Arusa and still under the dual jurisdiction of her husband and her father. And then she got Nisuan. Well, that's one of the ways that the father gets chucked out of the out of the right out of the out of the team. And her current now, if he was her Baal, so that's the fascinating part. If he was her Baal and he performed Nisun and he never was megarish her, so then he taka could do a farce because a full-fledged baal that performed the can doesn't need the father. He can do a farce nadarm. But what did this Nudnik do? He did a nisuin and therefore knocked the baal out and then divorced her and then the same day he was Makadishur. Now he's not a full-fledged baal. He's back to being an arus. That's a fascinating thing. You can go. He worked, ba- he, he, he worked backwards, right? Fell back in time. He's not, even though she, she had been nisuin to him, he doesn't yet have all those financial obligations, all that, because that all went away when he did the Gerishin. Now he's back to being her chasin, so to speak. And now he doesn't have the authority on his own to be made for the nether, right? Because she's in Arusa. That's what the Ron says, right? And Arus can never be made for his kalas, right? So, you know, he goes back to his father in law, he says, hey, uh, can we do this? And his father in law says, that ship sailed when you did suin, I wish I could join you in this Aparazin Dharm, but you can't do it on your own. Amazing. Well, okay, so if that's the case, then that's why he can't be Mayfair. And it really is not reflecting on whether uh, the Gershin itself was an affirmation of the nether or not. It's just simply because of the circumstances that he cannot be made for the nether in the Mishnah and Test. So we have that to look forward to. Let's turn to Ahmed Bez and start with the new Mishnah now. On the top, as follows. Mishnah tells us how Tamir what's the yeshivish way to handle, uh, to handle Nadarim as follows. That just like we do Hataras Nadarim in Erev HaShashanah, there used to be a Hataras Nadarim again. Obviously, Nadarim were a much bigger part of the culture than we realize. That Hataras Nadarim, the father at the Badekin, so to speak, we we'll do a hataris nadarim, right? Uh, before she leaves his jurisdiction, he says to her, "Call nadarim shenadarit patoch beisi harein mufarin," right? All the nadarim that you were noider. there when you grew up in my house, I now I hereby may right? Barry has uh, quite a few daughters. Elzayin Gazant. They should all they should all uh, be matzliach and live and be well and be healthy. Um, and so he's done this badekin scenario a lot of times. Everybody's always wondering, what is that private moment that they're doing at the badekin between the father and daughter? It's a beautiful thing. He must be blessing her and talking about how much she loves her. No, he's doing hafars nadarim, uh, Barry. <laughs> he's being made for all her nadarim. So the father would do it on the way out and the baal on the way in. Before she comes in. All the nadarim that you did. I'm being made for them. Because after all, once you finish the badekin and once there's already nisuin, he's not going to be able to mafer them that day anymore because he's going to need the husband, so to speak, right? That's what we already said. We explained in the Ran why, hus- why the husband of a Nisua cannot be mefor in the darim that he inherited, right? That she made while she was a narusa. Because, again, that stage of Naramurasa is where you need the joint hafara. And so, once she's in the sua, again, any Nadarm she's going to make post nisuin, of course, the Baal now has full jurisdiction over. Her. But the Nadarm that she came into the, to the uh, nisuin with, he would no longer have the authority to do. So now, Bari Rami Barhama, there he is. He's always asking the most clever questions. Isn't he, Barry? <laughs> so Rami Barachamah wants to know, Baal, Ma'o, Shiofer, B'lo shimiyah. Isn't our Mishnah? Actually, a data point to indicate that a Baal cannot be Mayfair, that a Baal can in fact be Mayfair without awareness. Because after all, what's happening here, Andrew? The father is saying, listen, I don't know what you've been up to in wise but I'm may for everything. And then the husband, as she comes in, says, I don't know what you've are up to, what you been up to up until now, but I'm may for everything. Well, doesn't that seem to indicate that you don't need to be aware of what the Nadarim are in order to be may for them? Well, that is a controversial issue sounds like our Mishnah is assuming uh, a position on that controversial issue. It's assuming that you don't need to be aware of Nadarim at all. After all, when we make Qatar's Nadarim and shul, right, or don't we say, listen, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, I, can't, I can't keep track of what my, of my uh, actions. So, just, I'm made for everything. Can you really do that? Like, don't you have to be aware of your Nadarim in order to be made for them? So says the Gemara. How do we know, Sarami sabar- Right, point, noticed this, and he said, Can a Baal be made from Pilashmiya? What's the source? Well, it says Vishama Isha. So, Rabbi Brachama is being, right, is directing us to the Pasuk. In the Pasuk, it literally says Vishama Isha. Shama Isha sounds like you need to have heard the nether and be aware of it. So, Dafkahu, a Lav Dafkahu. Well, Shama Isha sounds like you need to be aware of it, so maybe it's Lav Says Rami our mission seems to indicate not like the pasuk. The pasuk seems to indicate that the that the father and the husband both would need to be aware of it in order to revoke a nether. and yet our mission seems to indicate that they don't. So I guess the pasuk isn't literal. <laughs> it says the Gemara, Shama. After all, Rava answered Rami Bar question with our mishnah. Our Mishnah seems to be explicit. The fact that the father is being mefer in a that he's not even aware of, right, at the badekin indicates that he doesn't have to be aware of the nedarim. Says the Gemara, no. de That it's only when he hears of the neder that he actually can be mefer. As the Niran over here says, she yishma achakach nedarim shenadra chozor In other words, an interesting mechanics here, the dynamic is as follows. He says to her, I'm doing hafaris nadarim, uh, as of now. You could kind of wind the clock this way. You could timestamp it. You say, listen, if I find out that you have nadarim later, this is a chiddish, he says, if I find out that you have nadarim later, I want to be, I'm made for it now. Okay, and so what it's really saying is that when he finds out what the nadar was, he retroactively is made for the neder now, so that's a chiddush in its own right, but at least with respect to this concept of can he be made for the that he had not heard of, it sounds like, no, that only once he hears what the nether is, it retroactively becomes nullified. Says the Gemara, Im Kain, kiloshama Shama, Lama Well, if that's the case, so why is the Mishnah talking about when he has not yet, right, heard of the nether, right? In other words, if prior to hearing the nether, it's ineffective, what's the point of making this declaration? Let him. He's making the declaration, as the ron says, Later, when he hears what the nether is, it sounds like he has to make the declaration a second time and be made for the nether once he hears it. So what's the point of doing it at the Badeken? The Gemara answers, HaKamash Malan, Urchei Lahadurei. It is in fact, right, the Mishnah teaching us that it was the minhag of Tamid Echachamim, right, to try to figure out what her vows are and to try to be made for whatever netherim he could Prior to the Nisuin, that's what the ron says. Okay, so safe up, but maybe we have another resolution. V'chen Habal, Achlo Tikanetz So Omerla, and now we're going to say the same thing we said about the father. We're going to say about the Baal. that, after all, we said that every Talmud Chacham the marries a woman says, you know what? Let's sit down like it's ever and do Hatars Nadarim us, because I don't want to, I don't want you to enter into this marriage any Nedarim. The, the, the difference is when we do a Nadarim, we say these general statements, We don't list every Exactly. So, Andrew said. Like the exactly. Way and, you know, I don't want it so that's really what Rav is trying to say. Rav is saying, doesn't our Mishnah seem to say? Because again, Andrew, Rami Bar-Chama is being subtle, but he's being very direct in a sense too. The Pusuk says, Vishama Isha. He has to have heard what the nether was in order to ha- be able to be made for it. How do you resolve that? You have to say the Pusuk is Lav davka. That's not so passionate to say the Pusuk is Lav Dafka. The Pasuk is explicit. The Pusuk says you have to know what the nether is. So Andrew is saying the same thing that Rami Barhamma is saying. He's saying, how are we doing Hathar Dharm? We don't know what we did. We have no recollection whatsoever. So how are we doing it? Well, our Mishnah sounds like it works. We're doing it. So he said, no. He agrees with Andrew. He says, it has to be a case where he has to have heard of the nether and it's only once he heard what the nether is that he has the authority to be made for the nether. But he doesn't like, this, uh, so, so, but, but he doesn't like the idea so Andrew's asking, how does the forest nadarim work on our Rosh Hashanah? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. How c- can you make another without knowing what it is? So Tashma, let's see if we can resolve it. Because so far, we're confused. It sounds from the Pasuk, and it's that, that you need to know what the nadarim are. And even in our Mishnah, we're reading into it that, that it could be a case where he finds out what the nadarim are, and it is only then that he can revoke them. So let's see. What's the following case? the Mishnah that we're going to learn very soon, in a few days, Sunday. Haomer ishto ain't Okay, I'm going on a business trip. So before I go on a business trip, I want to let you know I'm doing Tars for you. Hareyan uh, Kayamin. Okay. He's saying a different thing. Uh, 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 in the Mishnah 9, he's saying, I'm actually being confirming any that you make. Wow. Well, until I return. If he says that, law or if he says that, that is irrelevant. We don't, we don't believe in that. So certainly for our kamas nether, how can you affirm a nether that you don't know what it is? You need, for that, you need to know what it is. <laughs> However, and <laughs> mufarin. But if you revoke the nether, Rebilezer omer mufar, v'halo shama. Rebilezer omer mufar, rather. Rebilezer says that would work. So again, husband goes on a business trip and he says, I'm affirming all the dharma that you're going to make while I'm away. That, everybody agrees, doesn't work. That, you, you need to be aware of what the nether is in order to affirm it. However, if he says, I'm being mayfair all of your nadarim while I'm away, or really says, that actually does work. Says the Gemara, vahalo shama. How does that hafarist nadarim work? He, by definition, doesn't know what the nether is because she hasn't even made the nether yet. So how do you do a nadarim on a nether that you haven't even made yet? Who would do such a thing? Well, we do it every single year, don't we? Every single year, we say kol nidre, that we said and that we will say, right? We, we're trying to be Mayfair. right, we say, <laughs> Andrew says it multiple times on Yom Kippur. We do a then we do actual, do afterwards. Right, we do a Tars and then we do Kol Nidre and say that we said, and we try to say anything that I'm going to say between now and Yom Kippur, right? We're trying to cover all our bases. Well, how do you cover your bases if you have to be aware of what it is when you're Mayfair, isn't it? Are, are we just spitting in the wind or spitting our wheels or whatever you want to say? So it says the Gemara, hachanami damar l'chishamana. Yeah, we set it up so that when we find out what we did, we retroactively can uh, undo it. How it fits into our practice, I think, is going to have to be something that we leave for a different time. Perhaps tomorrow we could discuss it, but in the meantime, well, again, if it's true that we have to be aware of a nether in order to do hafaras nadarim, so why are we making this hafaras nadarim now? When we find out what the nether is, we'll make adaras nadarim then. Because after all, without knowledge of what the nether is, that Daras nadarim is ineffective, says the Gemara Kasabar Dilma Mitridna Hishaita, amazing, it's it's because we're going to assume we're going to get too busy, we're going to run out of time, and so therefore we're kind of setting the clock now, timestamp it, when I find out what this nether is, even if I'm busy, as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to, at my earliest convenience, be made for the nether, based off of the fact that I am declaring my intent to be made for any nether, now I'm going to retro it to this moment, wow. And now we're going to. What? Well, yeah, in case my flight is delayed, I don't want to take any chances. I'll figure out what the nether is, but I'm going to timestamp the hafar to now. Tashma. Okay, so we don't have a resolution yet, because all of these cases were cases where what? Where eventually he found out what the nether was. So can you be made for a nether that you're not aware of or not, Barry? Says the Gemara, Tashma. However, La the guy has, right, an administrator of his affairs, Colin in or Darasichi. he says, listen, I'm going on a big business trip. If this wife of mine that I'm leaving back at home makes any of the darm, can you be made for her nadarm? the And in fact, she makes nadarm, and this administrator can be made for it. You might have thought that that hafar would work. No. The Pusik says, black and white. Only the husband can be made for the nether. You can't have an apotropis for that. That's divarabi yoshia. However, amalorabi yonasan, matzini kolish kamoso. Wait, why is it that only within the darim uh, you can't you can't be made for? it? Don't we have this concept of shliach that with everything a shliach shliach adam can do your bidding? So why can't you make a shliach far farther of the darim? So I would say well, the pasuk says explicitly shayi kemeni frenu. That is exactly the the point of the pasuk that that's something you can't do uh shliach <laughs> for. says the Gemara ever feel of Yosha, Lokamara Mshim Dagzakasu. So Rebyoshia is the one that says you cannot make this nether because of the Pasuk Ishay Kamer Vishai for Renu. But if it's true that you need knowledge of the of the Farah, then you don't need to even have the Pasuk, right? Yeshay Kamer Ishay Frendu is the reason why Rubyosha says she can't you can't make a Shliach. Aval the Kuli Alma Sluchoshla Kamoso Behal Shmia. But how could the Shhlich work after all, if in fact Even if you made a right? you don't need a pasuk to teach you that you can't make a shliach to do a fars nadarim if in fact you have to be aware of the nether. Because if you have to be aware of the nether, then by definition, you're not aware of the nether when the shaliyach takes care of it for you. So why does a Ryosha have to bring the pasuk? If you want to find out, that's a cliffhanger. We'll resume with the first words on the top of the next top to resolve that tomorrow.